welcome to the MMA Roadshow, episode number 447. My name is John Morgan, and Cold Coffee is with me here on this outstanding, beautiful, gorgeous October day in Las Vegas, where we're just enjoying a little sunshine, enjoying a little fresh air, and, and? enjoying a little frosty beverages, a little bit of... Oh, yeah. Award-winning <laughs> Pabst Blue Ribbon. We're doing a little day drinking today. We don't do this very often. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Even though this this was a podcast that was very much born uh, in in the ways of lots and lots of frosty beverages and just hanging around and talking to MMA while we were doing exactly this, uh, in recent times, you especially have gotten old. Uh, <laughs> We have been doing this a long time. We have been doing this. I mean, you're talking about adding about a decade to uh, to the age, and yeah, not not as much uh, frosty beverage consumption during tapings. But uh, today, you know, the the UFC yeah. is is out on the road, and <laughs> yes, we've kind is. of we've kind of uh, snapped the streak of of Dana White's Contender Series yes. and all the home events and the two a days. And it just seems like. It was a good run. It was a good run. It was a good no, run. no complaints. Good run. It just feels like a, a relaxed pace yes. this week, right? It just feels like a little, hey, man, let's kick back on this afternoon. Yes. Let's have a little frosty let's beverage. Have, let's have some beverage. Got the door open. Oh, man. If, if the breeze kicked up a little bit, it would be a little bit nicer, but it's nice. It's like 90-some degrees. Uh, we're saying goodbye, summer. Hello, goodbye. fall. Hello. You know. Um, yeah. No. Yeah, why not? It has been a while. It has, it has been, been a while. while. But, no, t- but truthfully, yeah, I mean, I've been trying to – you know, started this like health journey. We wanted to try to get in better shape, and part of that was to to drink a little bit less. You know, and uh, it just half these times when we've taped some of these, it's just like you know, it's like middle of the day or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. like you know, I'm just not ready to do the day drinking things because you got work to do afterwards or whatever. Well, but most of the days we're rushing over here right after, right a, after a media day. day, and normally like I'm trying to get it done so I can go to my kids' soccer yeah. practice, and it's not yeah. really the kind of hanging out. We don't, man. I just got sent the other day. Um, a picture, a, a picture of inside of Boomers. It was a, uh, it was French uh, Jerome. Remember old French Jerome that yeah. was actually from Belgium? Oh but shit! <laughs> yeah, he sent a picture that from co- Boomers. Google, uh, Google Photos every once in a while pops up. I don't know if you're, you're, if you have it in your phone, but like, and, uh, you know, it's probably how More Google just pays, pays, yeah. pays attention to your whole <laughs> life. Like when you have photos, so like I've uploaded photos to it. And it's tied to my phone, so it will remind me from time to time. It sends me a message like, hey, do you remember this? Right. So, yeah, every once in a while, boomers will pop that's up, funny. you know, and some other great memories. But, dude, that's awesome. He, uh, had, he, had a, he, he was like he – sent, he sent a picture of it, and he was like, hey, man, remember this? The three this of us crazy. at the table? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and uh, so I was like, oh, that's funny. And I was like, man, that, I, I love that place. It's gone now. And he had this. It was just a little message. I'm like, man, what a nice little – he said, times change, memories stay. And I was like, Aww. look at that. That is wise. Yes, it is, man. I'm yeah. bummed that that place went, but man, we had a lot of good times in there. Oh, that was great. I mean, yeah, we'd come in there and they just shut the music down a little bit so we could tape. We'd just pull a table over off to the side, just get whatever pictures or whatever. Oh. And boy, I I love that place too because their machines paid, so that was good. But yeah, and it was like right around the corner. Now that area is changed so much because that's right but right down the street from where area 15 is now right. and that's also in the area where what we believe is going to be that universal 
um, new establishment, like whether it be like a adult themed or it's like a, it's like a horror themed, like a horror it's themed a, or something a, like. Hor- let's, let me make that clear. Horror. H- oh yeah, H O R R O R. Yes, yes. I mean, around look, a different street is in Las the horror Vegas. Themed. Yeah, you can have a you, a, a horror themed uh, park fact, would do very look, well. If you look just over the 15 from where it's at, there's you see the other strip clubs. So that is the horror themed. Uh, no, they're just quality working ladies. Oh, they're too not good. They're too not, good. They're not horse, but yeah. Um, yeah. So no, that's oh, that's awesome. Yeah. What a well, that's that's very very nice. I'm glad I'm glad he reached out and stuff. So that's uh, that's very. It's cool. always nice to hear from you guys that have hung out with us over the years. So yeah, it's a little bit different feel today. We're we're kicking it. We're yeah. hanging out. Um, I will say, you know, seeing all the interviews come in for Media Day and seeing all, you know, it's funny because I, like you miss your table. Do you miss your, your uh, booth? Do, yeah, <laughs> it's a thing. It, it, here's here's the thing is that. Uh, it's and, and on Saturday it'll be the exact same way. Like on Saturday, I'll I'll wish that I was there. You know what I mean? When the fights are unfolding, I'll be like, dang it, I should have gone over there, right? And like media day, yeah, because I, I love doing the interviews. Like I love talking to the guys and and hearing what everybody's thinking and and documenting their journey and all that. Um, and so w- when those videos and stuff are coming back, I miss it a lot. But I will say this, you know, when the fights are over on Saturday and I can just shut my laptop down and walk on the couch yep. and go hang out with my kid, you know what I mean? that's early. It's, yeah. It's like, what, 7, say, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern? Uh, the- I think the main, yeah, uh, the, the, the prelims are at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern, and I think the main card starts at, yeah, 2 p.m. 2 p.m. Eastern. Eastern, 11 here. That's awesome. So, yeah, the fights will be done by 2, so and I still have the... Awesome. I love, like, stuff like that. Like, granted, it's, it's first thing in the morning, um, but you know, obviously we'll be working and doing like remote sort of stuff. So it's not like I'm going to day drink, but you could clearly get plenty of day drinking after it's mm-hmm. done. But I love the morning fights like that, I do too. especially from the couch is so good. And then, and then to not have like a 24 hour journey home yeah. or whatever the case may be. It's, it's funny. It's, it's that, you know, I don't know. It's, it's the double edged sword. On the one hand, I wish I was there. On the other hand, I'm so glad that I'm home yeah. and I'm, and I'm able to kick it with my family and all that. FOMO. So. That's it. Balanced yeah. with, I was gonna say homo, but that's like <laughs> <laughs> definitely not balanced with that. But, but I see what you're saying. Happy to, to have missed out, or yeah. happy of missing out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. Happy Ooh. of missing out. Happy of missing. Yeah, FOMO versus homo. <laughs> Oh, man, too funny. All right, listen, we will talk about USC 294, of course. And by the way, I will have plenty of travel coming up. I, I hope you guys have seen uh, the CFSC match day announcements that have gone out. You know, We've been hitting about it and talking about it forever, but it's all official now. It's all out there. We we uh, announced all the dates this past week on the CFSC broadcast. Um, but we have, uh, I believe, nine total wrestling dates coming up, NCAA wrestling meets coming up, starting November 1st uh, at Fort Liberty in North Carolina. Uh, and then the, the two days later, no, uh, November 3rd, we'll have CFFC 127 in Tunica, Mississippi. And then two days after that, November 5th, we'll do another wrestling meet uh, with uh, Iowa State and Cleveland State uh, in Ohio as well. So it's going to be – there's going to be some journeying going on. Yeah. There's going to be some Might not be making the way all the way over there to Abu Dhabi, but there's plenty of travel and plenty of exciting stuff coming up. There's actually going to be – I saw this today. I'm going to go ahead and share it with everybody here. I think I'm allowed to say this. For whatever reason – if I'm not, sorry guys, don't get mad at me. For whatever reason, if you don't have Fight Pass for any reason, I'm just going to share this with you now. There's going to be a promo code that's going to be in place, and the code is DUAL, D-U-A-L, like a wrestling duel. Uh, and if you sign up between October 22nd and October 31st, 
you can get three months for the price of one. So obviously Whoa. that's designed to help work with maybe people that, uh, you know, are college wrestling fans that maybe uh, yeah. are, are, are a little bit hesitant to sign up for UFC Fight Pass because they're like, I don't know, this is kind of new. But it's like, yeah. look, they're giving you three months for the price of one, so that'll cover the whole season for one month's price, so why wouldn't you do it? But if you just happen to be a fight fan, maybe you've let your fight pass description go, maybe you've never had it or whatever, I'm, I'm just going to give you that right now. So it's dual, it's D-U-A-L, it's between October 22nd and October 31st, that code will be good, and you get three months for the price of one, so I'll just I throw like it out it. there. So yeah, lots of stuff coming up with wrestling, so we'll be talking about a Is lot of that. Is wrestling still a thing? They yeah, still, they yeah, still yeah. Streaming oh, yeah, Flo's a very big, big. I didn't know if well. this was like their way to try to steal some of, uh, steal some thunder, but they're covering. They cover a lot more. They cover right? a lot. Yeah, they, yeah. they have a lot. I mean, this is this is certainly the start of something, and I think it's got the possibility to grow into more. Um, and we'll see how that all plays out. But I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, we got nine dates. I'll be on the mic for some of them, not for all of them. Um, we've got some very, very talented folks uh, that are going to be a part of this, which is which is actually pretty cool. Uh, the very first one, in fact, Shane Sparks, who's actually uh, an ESPN analyst and a Big Ten analyst, um, he, he'll actually be doing part of the call. And then David Taylor, who if you know anything about the um, wrestling and David Taylor, he was a, a two-time national champion. He was an Olympic gold medalist. Uh, I believe a three-time world champion as well. So, I mean, David Taylor is straight-up wrestling royalty. Um, and, and he's actually working to get back to the Olympics. But uh, he's going to work on uh, on some of the shows with us. Can't do all of them as well just due to his busy schedule. He's in demand, but he'll be doing some of them. Uh, Rob Eider, who was with us last year, uh, former U.S. Olympian, uh, he'll be with us as well. So uh, pretty exciting, man. It's it's pretty cool stuff. We're bringing Good the full shit. slate of, yeah, of NCAA wrestling. So pay attention to that. Um, we'll be doing some some interviews and you know all kinds of stuff. Getting ready. For Sounds that. like they might need some more video crew. I mean, you never I'm know. Just saying. I'm just might saying. Might need some people. <laughs> might need some people. Um, I, I, I think. Just tell them you know a guy. You know a guy. It's funny because when you're a reporter, you know exactly what you're allowed to say and what you're not allowed to say because whatever you find out, you can say. Right. When you're working for it, sometimes you hear stuff you can't remember if you're yeah. supposed to say or not, but. We may be in this general vicinity with an event at some point. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, so maybe they'll need somebody as we are maybe in this general vicinity at some point. I mean, because, you know, there's so much around this sprawling area. I don't yeah. necessarily mean Las Vegas in yeah. particular. Yeah, it could, it be, could be other parts of the desert that are <laughs> inhabited. Around here, that uh, Burning Man wrestling meet that's coming up. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> Don't let it rain ooh, out there. Ooh, ooh, I shouldn't have gone there. Have yeah. gone. All right, listen, we will get to UFC 294, but uh, it's been a crazy week. Like I said, last week we uh, didn't get a chance to tape together because our schedules didn't match up. I was actually in Florida already. I went to go visit American Top Team and Killcliff. Ironically, I was at Killcliff probably a couple hours after uh, Gilbert Burns taped that now infamous video of uh, Kamara Usman before he stepped into the matchup to face Hamzat Shemaev. So I guess we missed all the activity there by just a couple hours. It would have been funny if we had dropped in at that time. Yeah, right. um, but I was there, and then I had some uh, some evening plans as well. So we weren't able to get together because you were doing media uh, day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like – uh, if you open up his planner, things it said uh, drinking. We were under, in South Beach, and yeah. it was nighttime, and there were cocktails and maybe a cigar or two. But that's what you do when you're in South Beach, right? So the schedules didn't match up a little bit. But I was, it it, it was unfortunate because uh, that was the exact moment we found out that USADA uh, was no longer going to be working with the UFC, which came I felt pretty much as a bombshell to everybody involved. And then the following day. 
uh, we got a chance to see the press conference, of course, with uh, with Hunter Campbell and with Jeff Nowitzki. And um, I, I was able to see that from Tampa. I was actually able to get a couple questions in as well, uh, but that was via phone. You were actually there shooting it live. Mm-hmm. But I was saying in the NF episode that I was looking forward to hearing your take on everything because I, without tipping my hand too much, and I know that everybody that uh, supports us over at patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow has heard a little bit of my support um, or my angle on it, and that is – a fairly optimistic attitude about what's about to unfold. But I also feel that that's generally just my nature as a person. I'm kind of a generally optimistic, you know, (laughs) upside kind of person. Maybe with a a hint of (laughs) passive aggressiveness here every now and then. Until Pam shows up. (laughs) (laughs) Then that all goes out the window. Yeah, but John is a generally optimistic guy (laughs) that likes to see the positive side of things. When Pam rolls in town, I mean, things change. Get out the way. Get out the way. But you, on the other hand, and I wouldn't wouldn't say that you're a a pessimistic type person, but (laughs) – I believe that I'm when it, to question when it co- yes when it I'm comes to, to question the establishment when it comes to the establishment and when it comes to quote unquote the man uh, <laughs> I feel like sometimes you are a little bit the old uh, the man yeah I don't know that you necessarily trust quote unquote <laughs> the man from time to time yeah. and so I was really curious to get your take because obviously you know all we got was this USADA announcement at first and everybody yep. was like whoa what the hell is going on here yep. right and then. We saw the quotes from from Dana, who did, I believe, the Pat McAfee show the next day. Which didn't really help anything. Which didn't really, yeah, didn't we didn't really situation. know what was going on. We didn't really, it didn't really form. Typical Dana. And then, and then you got in with Hunter and Jeff, who I will say this, and and I don't, and I'll, I want to hear what you have to say about your take on everything. But I will say this: whether or not you believe their intent is good, or whether or not you believe, um, the, the you know their decision making is good here and what they unfolded. I will give them credit for sitting there for an hour and a half, man. They, 100%. They did a full, 100%. They did a full presentation and then opened yeah. it up to the media that was there, opened it up to the media on the phone, yeah. and did not leave until every last question was answered. You yeah. know what I mean? There were literally – nobody else has any questions here. Nobody else has any questions on the yeah. phone. Okay, then I guess we're And wrapped. the UFC actually provided it the next day, which is really good too. So that was another step yeah. where it wasn't just like, oh, hey, you know, let this, you know, disseminate before, between – you know, all the outlets there because they, I was going to, you know, and I'll, I'll open behind the curtain. I was streaming to our team privately. Then, of course, our powers that be can't just leave shit alone and want to try to take the stream public. So they took it public. And then immediately at that point, you know, PR comes over. And he's like, dude, are, are you streaming? I was like, yeah. I was like, the team just fired it up. And he was like, he's like, we really, this was for, to like, as a thank you for you guys, because you guys come here for everything. So you right. want to make sure you guys get this information. We're going to give this out to them tomorrow. So we, you know, and I was just like, dude, I understand. I was like, I get it. I was like, I didn't want to fucking stream it anyways. I was just trying to do it because they were like, it'd be really cool if we can see what's going on. So I took the stream down. Um, but I thought it was still good that they gave that stuff out yeah. like, the next day. Because part of it, too, like, I don't want people stealing my fucking stream. Yep. Like, I want to put my video out, and then you link to my video, do whatever. Everybody steals my shit all the fucking time. And it's, it's not my job to give all the other outlets content because I am there. And if you, you've noticed, the, the Dana White, if you've, if you've paid close attention as a fan, yeah. you've seen the Dana White scrums. Don't stream anymore, right? Even for the though, most part, for the most part, they slip through sometimes it does, but yeah. for the most part, and that was a decision, as you said, that Dana Dana decided. Hey, man, all you guys are here. You guys deserve yeah. this. You know, you guys deserve this content first, and then right. you know everybody else can get it later. And so that's why they stopped streaming it. Yeah, and so I mean, it was just you know, 
it's it's funny because you know like if there's one thing there was a point you know now i'm just running off into a, a tangent there was a point where like say if you're at like court uh court appearances and things like that uh, sometimes they'll use a pool camera um and that'll go out to the major mm-hmm. organizations but usually you have to sign up for it you have to try to go to it show that you're there and then they're like okay well we can only let one of you in there but since you're here we're going to give you the pool feed right um a lot of these other people think that even though we're there, that we're obligated to give them a stream. I'm like, I'm not obligated to give you shit because, one, <laughs> you're going to take it and put it on your site. You don't fucking thank me. You don't credit me. All you'll do is fucking yell at me if something goes wrong. Right. I'm like, I'm sorry providing you a free stream and something goes wrong and then you want to bash me about it or whatever. So part That's of me, fine. I had never any plans to, to like stream it anyways. I was just going to take it, put the video out, edit it, make sure it's colored correctly, and then I put it out there. So usually half the time when I stream stuff, it's so my my writers can follow along with what's going right. on. But in this instance, they want to try to public. And I was like, guys, I don't want to do that anyways. And I was like, when I tried to tell them what the deal was, at first they were like, I just don't understand. The video's going to be out in a little bit. I'm like, that's I'm like, you guys don't get like the same time they always bitch about when people steal our stuff. Here you are asking for us to put it out so people can steal our stuff. I'm right. like, guys, stop fighting me on this or whatever. But um, I'm glad that allows you to get all those clips out. It's it is yeah. it is actually an interesting study, right? Because it's actually easier to sit in your house and not go to the event and steal the live streams and just clip them off yep. and get your content up faster than it is for somebody to actually be at the yep. event, tape the event, edit the clips, participate all, in participate the in it. Yeah, it's a, it's a really weird thing. It's it's a it's a sad thing to see, but there's yep. so much media that doesn't even bother to ask questions because all they're caring about is just getting the clips up. You right. know what I mean? So they're not really participating in anything 100%. because they're just getting the clips up. And again, be- when they stream stuff out, you can just sit at home and you can just clip it off, clip it off, clip off. And I, yep. I can have it on my social media account more than you Beat that paid the to travel, that yep. is the one that's actually doing the work. You know 100%. what I mean? So it's it's a it's a double edged sword. Like you, oh, you want we want to live stream all this stuff so people can follow along, but then it ends up biting you in the ass right. because people are using your footage before you're even using right. your footage. And no credit, no thank you, no whatever. And it's just like, oh well, we we found it on the web, so it's cool, it's fair game. I'm yeah. like, it's not actually fair game. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever. But to jump into, uh, you know, I guess just to start uh, talking about what I thought about one, I did. I thought it was great that they got ahead of the ball said they were going to have this meeting, you know, had this call. At first, I thought it was only going to be like sort of an invite only, which it kind of was. But then I saw that they sent out a presser or press notice that day earlier in the day. So for other Vegas, maybe media, maybe they didn't send it to the bulk list, but maybe just people in the Vegas area. But I had received a text in the morning saying, hey, you know, there's this thing that's going to go on. Uh, would you like to attend? I said, of course. Of course. Um, I thought it was great that they got out of it because just like what started to happen when I did my initial gut reaction was like, okay, here's UFC making a decision with no clear statement as for why they were doing it. You know, um, it was good to hear their point. You know, one, I think that was the most I've ever seen Hunter like actually talk 100%. in one particular city. Yep. And same with Jeff too. Like when we've done these things with Dana before, when, when there was the Jones incident and when there were some of the other ones, He's always he's not afraid to verbalize stuff, but we've I think the most I've ever seen him in one sitting was maybe twenty minutes, thirty minutes, maybe tops or whatever. Yep. And you could see he was clearly agitated and was upset by what was going on. Fired up. He you know he took the he had the presence of mind to write what he wanted to say down because I think you could tell that his emotions he might get caught off on, onto 
a tangent starting to talk about things. So you could see how he was reading through some things. I, in my head, I was thinking, like, good for you. I could tell he's, like, sort of shaking up there. And it's not like he's afraid to speak in front of people. It was just purely you could see that he was upset by the emotions. It was emotion. By, by the, yeah. what was going on. And I didn't really realize, you know, because there was a couple points there where Hunter, you know, he was expressing, you know, things like we just didn't want to lose Jeff, you know. So I don't know if people thought that Jeff was going away or maybe even Jeff thought – that there was the possibility of this was going to go away and that if USADA went away that his position would well, go Well, I think away. what they were saying is if Jeff were to head up the task, this new this new thing, that right. he would leave his current position. Right. You know what I mean? He doesn't want him to leave that position of being kind of this uh, intermediary between gotcha. the, the organization and the fighters. Okay, yeah. well, that makes that makes more sense. Yep. Um, you know, when you hear them talk about it on, on the record, you know, uh, of like well, the things that are going to come, it, it definitely sounds like positives, you know, when they, they bring up the technological fails. And we had heard from fighters from time to time saying the whereabouts app or whatever they were using to try to, you know, put their, you know, where they were was buggy, didn't often work. It was a manual process. It yep. wasn't something that was automatically sort of doing it on its on its own. You know, when you hear Jeff and them talk about this new tech, these other technologies, um, about how it'll sort of just track on its own. You don't really have to interact with it. It's like GPS on your phone. It's tracking when it comes to the blood. They're not just straight doing the straight intravenous um, pokes that they have to do on some of the other ones. It's these different patches and things that kind of yeah. go in there and are able to do more when they just sit on your skin and they're able to get better readings and they're able to show other things outside of, you know, maybe the the that the 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 blood draw would take longer get, to get right. those. It was getting a quicker response. So and people are scared of needles, which is which is true. Like, I don't. Yeah. I'll be honest. When I have I to get like my needles. blood, I don't. I always look the other way, man. Yeah. Like I just. I mean, I'm not scared, scared. Yeah. But I don't look right at it. I'm yeah. like, I'll just look over here. You just let me know when you're done. You yeah. Know? I'm telling you, like, yeah, it's never been my favorite, and that's probably because, like, I think when I was in high school, I was donating blood because we could get out of like this big senior project if we <laughs> donated blood, and I didn't eat that day, or I didn't really eat, and. So I like after I gave blood, I was like woozy. Thought I was gonna pass out. So I like for like never the rest mind. of my life, I never I'll really gave project. blood. You know, I've only gave blood when I had to do blood work for testing or That's whatever. Funny. Um, but I realized that, yeah. It, I had, so I gave some blood the other day for like just routine testing. And uh, the plebotomist or whoever, I think that's the term for the person who does the blood, was having a hard time, like, getting in there. I'm like, I don't want to look to be like, what are you doing wrong? When I'm just thinking, like, you're Why really just moving around a long time. Like, this is not helping the situation. So, yeah, I think any technology that uh, sort of gets better than that uh, is a step in the right direction. So I, I like the one, too. Let me just say briefly on technology. I love the one that makes all the sense in the world where they talked about uh, the geofencing. So that, like, you know, everybody's got yeah. their phone on them. So let's say like you know because so, so people know how the location thing works it's not like you have to tell them street address exactly where yeah. you are but you have to say look you know on this day at this time and i think it's like two day parts i'll be in las vegas and then if for whatever reason let's say like you went to la because you were cornering a friend or you went to la because uh there was a seminar or something and you forgot yeah. to update it and they show up in your gym you basically have two hours well you know you're not getting from la to vegas in two hours so you just had a whereabouts issue uh, but what they were saying is that they've been in talks with you side about this and, and what they aim to do is that like let's say your phone let's say you touch down in an airplane in LA and your phone through the app knows obviously where you are in LA right. it's like hey and it'll give you an update instantly you know you're supposed to be in Las Vegas right now do you want to update your whereabouts yeah I do want to update my whereabouts yeah. boom I mean that's brilliant, right? Like we see it all the time with other programs 100%. and stuff. I mean, our, our clock automatically changes. Yep. Uh, yep. There's other apps that, that you know whatever. So 
why shouldn't they use that to their advantage? So yeah, I, I thought that was – I mean, it's a small thing, but it's a thing that will make the experience better for the fighters. Yeah, 100%. So, it was. I mean, it was good to see them come out, you know, uh, and one and of the biggest points, I think, the, the, the big talking part that Tiger – or Tiger – Travis Tiger, Tiger, Tiger mm-hmm. um, was saying was that he made it seem that Connor was trying to skip out of the six month and that the UFC wasn't trying to honor it. So I thought it was really good that um, Hunter came out and plainly and said like, never did we ever say yes. anything other to the otherwise. And I think that was the biggest part where I think most people were like, oh, okay, yeah. You and know. it's new. So first of all, that 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 press release they sent out that you saw to send out before this press conference. Yeah. It was designed to confuse people, and yeah. it did. There's no question. I've yeah. had people, you know, just normal people out in society that I run into that aren't the hugest fight fans. I get my kids jujitsu practice. They yeah. kind of watch the fight game, but not really. And, 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 and last night I had some parents asking me, they're like, so the UFC is not testing anybody anymore? I'm like, no, it's not exactly what's happening. Though yeah. USADA did exactly what they wanted to do. Yeah. But the, the Connor thing is funny because we had had conversations about this through this whole time, right? And I stood firm in my stance. I'm like, listen – they're going to make Connor do six months. I know for a fact they're going to make Connor do six months. And I shouldn't say I know that for a fact because I'd never confirmed that with anybody yeah. on record. But I, I just knew the entire. You, you believe the man when the man said that. <laughs> no, I just knew that the, the entire the sanctity of the program, yeah. the, the 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 just the trust in the program. I think it, the minute you say, "Nah, Connor doesn't have to," like everybody's going to go, yeah. "This program is stupid." So, but on even then, alone, we were thinking. But then, were you thinking though? Were you looking squarely on USADA, though? I think most people at that point when they're thinking, like, that six-month USADA, they're going to be a joke if they don't do it. Because the UFC has never claimed really came out and said, Dana never clearly said, without a doubt, I'm not going to let Connor fight right. unless he does six months. And you never heard the UFC say that. And they, sh- and, and, and that's and they should have. Yeah, and they should have. That's why people were, I think, looking at USADA, and they were holding USADA accountable to be the ones that was that had to be the bad guy and say six months. And so that's why I and I think many others, <clears throat> when they said that the USADA relationship was ending, were like, well, they were the only ones that were really trying to stick to this six-month right. thing. And I think that's why people were questioning it. And that's why to hear Hunter – come out and say officially as a line from the company, we had no plans and we will not let Connor fight unless he does six months. Then we're like, there it is. That's all you want to hear. That's it all is, we wanted to hear. See, it is it's a weird thing, right? Because you're 100% right. I wish they had just been clear about that from the beginning, right? right. And I think it's twofold. Number one, they try not to talk about the drug testing stuff because it does involve like medical procedures and health records and all that. So they try not to talk about it more than they have sure. to, right? And, and I get that, right? And then there's the other thing of Dana, who just literally does not care what anybody says about him. And, and yeah. he literally does not. I mean, he's everything's been said about him. He doesn't care. He's going to operate the way he wants to operate. He's going to live the way he wants to live. And he's got the thickest skin of any human being you'll ever meet. The problem is, sometimes I think there's times that it's not that you need to care what they say about you. It's that they, you need to care what they say about your company. You right. know what I mean? 100%. And so, like... I wish sometimes, as, as great as it is that as a human, he doesn't give a shit what you think about him. Understand that, man, you could say something here that would help us. So I, I think that's sometimes a, a failure or a disconnect in, in Dana, as great as he is as a leader and as much as he's done for the company, that it's like, ah, yeah, but you could have cleared this up if you would have just said 100%. that. And, and if I told him that to his face, which I would be happy to tell him that to his face, he would look back at me and be like, 
I don't care. You know what I right. mean? Like, I don't care. What are they going to say about me? Right. I'm like, yeah, I get it. But that doesn't give you any confidence that the, that the, the organization is going to stick to their word if the president's not willing to say I it. had it just because I have more contact with, like, Jeff Nowitzki and Hunter Campbell and Donna Marcolini, and I know all those people and what they care and what they stand for. Sure. And I, and I know but it's that not like they can trump Dana if Dana says make it happen. True, they can argue with him. They can argue especially with him. Hunter, they can argue especially with him. Hunter. Especially Hunter and, and Jeff I mean, to a degree. I but I certainly it felt like more with this coming out now with them officially saying it, they would lose a lot more face if Dana made them do a round uh, like a about face. Sure. So I think by putting it out there, they kind of hold Dana's feet to the fire like you have to let it. Yeah. We've we went on record and say we're not going to do this. And ultimately, they need to make sure because Connor he shouldn't rush back in this thing. I'm like, don't don't give anybody any reason to doubt the the legitimacy. Legitimacy. Yeah. Exactly. Like you know, like well, let him just do the just do the finish your last cycle. Just have some <laughs> fun party, and just like get whatever you know. So, but like, and, don't and I, rush back. And I agree. And that's why I said from the beginning, I think he will have to do six months, and he needs to do six months. And I said he it. Needs to do six and, months. I, and I said the same thing. He needs to do six months. If he didn't do six He's months, got a detox for six months. <laughs> If Bro he, needs the detox. If he didn't do six months, I would be the first one in line saying this program is bullshit. Yeah. Like it doesn't have rules. And so I'm I'm happy to see that he's doing six months. But here's what was interesting is that in that press release from USADA, they were like, well, you know, basically what they referenced was the fact that Connor, of course, that Connor yeah. the whole time was like, you know, I'm just doing two tests and I'll hop back in and I'll fight in yeah. December, right? And and Usada was taking Connor like at his word. Right. It's like he's not the one that makes the decisions. And well, he's <laughs> <laughs> he has some say so. He has some say so. He can make suggestions <laughs> that are often looked upon. But no, he he's not the one that ultimately makes that decision. And then I even thought the fact that, you know, they referenced Joe Rogan and, and then That was pretty silly. You know what I mean? And then and then a UFC announcer who by the way is just a, a not even an employee of the company, much less a representative of yeah. it, is just, you know, a contractor who calls fights. Now granted, I know Joe Rogan's space in the MMA world is more than just a contractor who calls 100%. fights. But at the end of the day, when it comes to making decisions for the UFC, he does doesn't do that, especially as it comes to drama. So it's like, have you ever watched his show? He's usually smoking weed right? and just talking <laughs> exactly. out of his ass. Like, bro, so, do you ever watch his show? <laughs> that's what was. That's what to me was just almost embarrassing for Usada. Is like, if Hunter, extremely if Hunter and Jeff have told you behind the scenes that we're going to make Conor McGregor do six months, right? And you're pissed off that Conor's in the media saying that he's not, and that Joe Rogan is over here saying that you shouldn't be around anymore. Why the fuck do you care about yeah. what they have to say? Like, pardon yeah. my language there, but, bro, th- that should be zero of your concern. Yeah. And so I thought that was a little bit embarrassing for USADA, and I don't mean to pick on USADA, man. I'm not trying to just be – but Well, you pick it on him. I mean, yeah. like, like that guy, I mean, he, sh- he, sh- he should be should have been reprimanded for what he was doing. It was just – it was a bad look on them. It made them look absolutely ridiculous. Because, um, yes, if they've said these sort of things and you're going out there lying, one, you're setting yourself up for uh, – Lawsuit or something, mm-hmm. which I'm not even sure if the whole legal side of things is even done you, at this you, particular You heard point. Hunter say it, right? Be awfully careful I mean, like, about what you're saying. If people forgot that Hunter was a lawyer, like Hunter was like the lawyer for the UFC. He was the lawyer for the UFC. His dad was one of the most powerful attorneys yeah. in in Las Vegas. I mean, it's it's pretty it's pretty intense. So I mean, like when the guy says something, I mean, like again, that was the most I'd ever really heard him. When you saw him starting to get fired up, I was like, oh shit! And when you yeah. read his letter back, I was like. Now this looks like some legalese shit going back in their way. Not, I was like, that's not like not like a dude that just passed the bar that maybe yeah. he's throwing something out. Like, hey, hundred yeah, yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah. Now uh, to get to where I think you were expecting me to say about this whole Usada things and this sort of thing, 
while I do think the technology is great, I do have some reservations. Right. And the biggest reservation is while George Pierre, and I have no qualms or like problems with his great work that he did interrogating guys and his work with the FBI and protecting this country's, uh, you know, security and all that other sort of stuff. Um, when it comes to this and while he's going to be independent, who's paying for him? UFC. UFC. It's not like this is a company that the, the UFC is taking seed money and putting money aside and trying to make a for-profit business that's going to go off to the side. It's purely um, administering this program for the UFC. So when it comes down to the end of the day, yes, while they're saying he is independent and while he's got great morals and how he's not going to do whatever, at the end of the day, he is still an employee of the company. Right. Um, take that as you will. Um, anybody that is an employee of the company, you still have to answer. You're answering to the board. You're answering the WME. You're answering all those other things that if you are clearly independent, you would never have to do those particular things. Good point. So while he is independent in the sense of they're saying, hey, you don't have anybody else above you. You make the decisions of how we're going to use Eichner and how we're going to use uh, drug Free sport, Drug free sport international. international. This is going to be so they're switching to these different testing, you know, company that's using whatever, and they're switching to use Eichner, who works with the commissions and helps. He's like their technology and their research guy and the mm-hmm. other shit. Eichner has had some stuff. Your favorite guy, Mike Russell, pointed out some of the other stuff where people put um, um, tied him to not necessarily kickbacks, but in a sense being tied to organizations that were being used by commissions or something along those lines. So a lot of people are questioning whether Eichner, if if his, if his he's really separate from these technologies that he's actually pushing for commissions to use, is he actually, like, paid by these technologies? Like, this arm technology that's taking the blood, that's really cool technology. Did they pay you to, like, put it in front of you and then you sort of agree it and now these other places are using it? Did you ever receive income for doing that sort of thing? Are you getting a commission or a Are you getting a commission or or anything like that? So I think there's some – while I think the technology – just taking the technology alone is great and it sounds better than what you saw to – did he just find this technology in his research of the products out there or was this – Hey, let's have a meeting. Let's go to dinner. I'm gonna ha- let's have some drinks, and I want to show you this technology. And then all of a sudden, you right. adapt it and adopt it. And now it's getting pushed out, and I'm making money, and you're gonna make a little money off of it. Doesn't ruin the technology. It just kind of ruins the sort of like part where you think this is all independent. This, this is, is all independent, all, and that you're we, you're bringing us just the best stuff out yeah, there. All that we did was just go out there and evaluate and what was the, the best, best things, and, right. and that's what we did. So, I mean, but um, from what I've seen and interacted with the commission, hearing them talk about Eichner, I've been on so many, I mean, I don't know how many calls we've yeah, been there meetings where he's calls. popped up onto the calls and he's talking stuff. He knows his stuff. I mean, I don't doubt that uh, when it comes to he knows like, his stuff. like the legitimacy of like the testing results and other stuff, I don't think the guy is doing anything that needs to be worried about, you know, in terms of like when it comes down the line and somebody says, why did we go with this technology company as opposed to a, say if there was a no bidding process, say if they're, they're adopting things that were in a normal sitting, say like in a, a government setting, there would have to be uh, bidding contracts <clears throat> in this particular setting where it's a private thing. None of that stuff exists. So he can just pick whoever the heck he wants and it doesn't really matter. But that being said, when I go back to why I tie into, you know, how independent is somebody if they're actually an employee of the company? That's my only question. It's my only worry. But taking – I like Nowitzki. I like Hunter. I take them on their word just like I have no reason to not take George Pirro because he's not going to go in there and do the, the, the job to the best of his ability. My only reservation is in the fact that it's not truly an independent entity because it's actually an entity that's ran by the company that you're actually 
monitoring and administering these 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 things against it's the just athletes. A, it's just fair. And and again, as you said, there is no reason to call into question Piero's character. Yeah. Obviously, uh, I have no reason to doubt him. Jeff but you Nowitzki. just have to you have to just say that hey, there's there's the there's there's that there. The, I, the 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 being independent is not a fully independent. Entity. For instance, Jeff Nowitzki. I know a lot of people like to talk trash about Jeff Nowitzki. Yeah. I can tell you, after years and years and years of interaction, that dude is the straightest up dude, most like yeah. committed to being professional. Like yeah. that dude is as is, is is as straight as it comes, and, and I'm sure that George is the same. But what was his nickname? The Golden Snitch. The Golden Snitch. Yes, a lot of people <laughs> call him the Golden Snitch, and uh, yeah, funny. It is funny. It's hilarious. Uh, but, I forgot all about that, but yeah, that was like back in the day. It is, but I'm telling you, the dude, the dude is on the up and up, man, and, yeah. he, and his commitment to professionalism and to doing the stuff right yeah. is is admirable, and I'm sure George will be the same. But even with George, so so you laid out ex- exactly why the fact that it's not completely independent means exactly that it's not completely independent. Yeah. Then you go to the fact that. And this is this double-edged sword, too. It's kind of weird. George Piro is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. That's pretty awesome because at least he understands the sport. He understands the athletes. He 100%. can relate. But then we also find out that, you know, he trains an American top team at the at the big – and not just like an affiliate. Like, he trains at the headquarters down yeah. in Coconut Creek. And, like, I think his old – like, his Instagram now is George Piro underscore BJJ, but it used to be George Piro underscore ATT. Yeah. It's like – now, again – Dan Lambert, those coaches down there, all those guys, like they are the, – I mean, they, they're professionals. They're committed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I trust all of them, man. I really do. But you know what I yeah. mean? Like – I don't know if conflict of interest is the right word, but it's, a, but it's a conflict of interest. Does it mean, now, a conflict of interest doesn't mean uh, uh, there's going to be a problem. Right. You know what I mean? You can, you can have conflicts of interest and you manage them just yeah. fine. You know what I mean? But it is some. And I don't know how you fix this. Like, yeah. I believe, I honestly believe, after that press conference and knowing all parties involved, the UFC is 100% committed to doing this on the straight and narrow, on the up and up, and doing yeah. it the right way. Yeah. But there's always just going to be these little gray areas yeah. that you can't say they're not there. And it's I don't. It's like then he needs to have another. Well, it would still like even if he was like, all right, I need to be able to pull myself out of certain situations when when uh, prob- potential problems arise. Kind of like when you have. There's all this stuff that's going on with like the Supreme Court now when they they might be ruling on a, something that a, a company that might be one of their donors. They're supposed to be able to pull themselves out. I forget what the word is. The, the whatever where they pull themselves out where they don't right. vote on it or whatever. Abstain. E- abstain. Yep. So even if if Piro's like okay, there's there's potential problems with uh, athletes that maybe trained at the same gym that I was at at the same time. Does he have to bring in another person that he can then be like, I'm going to pull myself out of this, I'm going to abstain in this, and so-and-so is going to be the, the ruling party on yeah. this. They're still going to report to me, but they will be the, <laughs> they're going to be asking. I mean, there is, there's, there's, there's always going to be potential because the guy is close into the, the area. He's, he's Like you said, that's even, I didn't even realize that he trained that. Like, that's a bigger <laughs> – that's a like, huge, huge potential conflict of interest when it comes to like a whole huge pool of athletes at one of the biggest – gyms in the sport that being said um i have no reason to doubt the guy's credentials and i have no reason to doubt um that he'll be honest and that he'll do the job to the best of his ability i don't think the ufc is out there trying to fool anybody and like try to pull one over and, and try to sneak dirty athletes into the cage at that point you could just say fuck it everybody just be dirty and go in and fight and guys hey fyi um you're not. You're never going to get a goal because everybody's going to be juiced, and you're fine to juice. But just realize, you know, people are going to consider you that you're dirty or whatever. I mean, like, and nobody would care about the sport. But I mean, I, I'm I'm just being silly. But I'm like, it, 
people, I don't think the UFC is going to try to use this as a means to start allowing dirty athletes to go whatever. I agree. I just, I think it's a matter of it was already a clunky sort of situation. It's just weird how the timing came out at the same time that this guy freaks out because they know that they're losing the contract, you know, and that certainly seemed as like what it seemed more to me is that Tiger was absolutely beside himself because they were losing roughly what could it be 30-some percent of Did their budget. Did you see the quote that he gave to Stephen Morocco? Huh. On record, he told Stephen Morocco at MMA Fighting, I read the article over there. Of course, you would have never seen it, man. You probably didn't even know that's a website. <laughs> <laughs> there's, the there's, name sounds familiar. There's a website out there that also covers the sport of mixed martial arts. It's called MMAfighting.com. I know you've probably never seen it, but just so you know, it is one that's out there. Isn't but that the, where that young guy works? Uh, the young – the young uh, the Jose Young, yeah, the, the young yeah. guy. He, he signed up. He found a spot over there. He's <laughs> making his way in the sport. But no, Good but job. he uh, – he gave a quote to to to, to Morocco that I couldn't believe. It was, uh, you know, they said it. They said that you know money was a concern. Uh, what's seven million dollars to a thirteen billion dollar company? Like seven million dollars is seven million dollars to any company. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, bro, like I just couldn't believe he said that on record. Like, yeah, it was seven million. Like, could we do better? Maybe we could do better. But you're a thirteen billion dollar company. Why are you worried if we can do better than seven million? I just I was appalled by that quote. So yeah. you take that press release and then you add in that quote. And I'm like, bro, you you lost your He's way lost on this mind. one. <laughs> you lost He's your grabbing way. his straws and lost his damn mind. All right. So bottom line is, I, I'm glad to hear. I think that I think you you obviously always have a healthy bit of skepticism with when it comes right. to the, when it comes and that's to the what man. it is. It's just it's healthy skepticism. It's a healthy skepticism, and I think that's fair. And I think yeah. from January one, when this program rolls out, I think we all need to have a healthy bit of skepticism. Yeah. Let's monitor everything. Let's see how things are going. Let's ask the right questions. Let's. I see do what's like how done. they were taking the fighter feedback. That was another thing that they brought up was like the fighter input, and that was even one of the questions I asked him was like. Are you guys going to actually talk to the fighters? Are you going to take their input since they're the ones bearing the brunt of all this crazy shit when it came to like the, the shitty timing to have to report themselves? And I thought Jeff's answer was great. And, you know, he's like, he's like, I do nothing but field, you know, input yep. from these fighters. And, and half the stuff that they're implementing, they're hoping to implement is the input from the fighters. So if there's anything that's a good thing about that is that fighters and, and the ones that I've talked to after that point was like, if you have reservations, you have questions. They seem to be very open to the fact of, hey, what do you guys want to be in this program? Obviously, you know, they can't take everything because they right. have to they have to have a, a sort of strict regiment and there has to be certain things that they can control. I mean the fighter's not gonna have their cake and eat it too, but if you want to have some feedback, yeah. like there's no only way. test us on Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and even just like, you know, I thought the funniest thing was like, why 6 a.m.? Why not just like business hours? So just say roughly 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. You think if, if they're dirty at, at 6 a.m., they're not going to be dirty at 9 a.m.? So I do know the reason for that, and it is that uh, microdosing is a concern. Or like, and I, don't, I don't know if it's called microdosing when it's when it's – PEDs, like I think microdosing, I'm thinking about like weed or shrooms and or shrooms. something. Yeah, or, that's yeah, what I was like about. Microdosing <laughs> so maybe, okay, maybe it's not called eh, maybe it's not called microdosing. Okay, but what they do is, um, and I think, and, and boy, if you ever want to get into it, man, sit down with Jeff Nowitzki because he'll talk about like yeah. how intense the thing was around uh, what was the kid uh, Lance Armstrong. Oh, but that yeah. was part of what they did is that they knew. Because there was only these windows of time that they could test you at the Tour de France, and so what they would do is like, as soon as that window was closed, they would they would give them just a, a little bit of a mini dose, if you yeah. will, <laughs> maybe yeah. not micro dose, a mini dose, <laughs> enough that would clear out before that testing window opened back up. So I know that's why one, or at least in theory, that's the reason. Yeah. So that they had that bill. But so, but you're right. I, I like what, what you're what you're saying is 100 percent right. Like let's get the fighter feedback so that's as manageable and, and useful of a program for them as it can be. 
I, I posed this question on the and a half episode, and now I'll pose it to the wider audience as well. But what I'm really interested in seeing is how they treat Conor McGregor. Because let's be honest, it's clear that they're pissed about the Conor McGregor situation. Oh, yeah, I remember. I'm going to be yeah. real interested to see what USADA does and if it's test the hell out of him and try to catch him or don't test him at all and just be like, you know, when you part ways, be like, how can you even trust that that guy's clean like he hasn't been tested? Now, I think that would be a stupid strategy because you're the one that didn't test him, but I'd be interested to see what they did. But did you see today, Connor said that he was tested twice within an hour of each other and, and, and they wanted urine and blood in both samples. And if that was true, that he was tested twice within an hour of each other, then I think that's exactly what they're trying to do is they're trying to catch him because they're like, we tested you and we bet as soon as we left because you thought you were tested, if you were cheating, that's when you would cheat. You would administer a small little dose at that point because we just finished testing you, but then we come back in an hour later and we test you again. That's when we're going to try to catch you. So um, not that I'm saying that he's yeah. doing anything wrong, but you what see what I'm saying? What the people taking that you would take a little microdose like, like – you just take a little bit of you, you, en- like, enough enough to give your body enough to give your body uh, the, the benefit of it, and and listen, you can talk to uh, again Jeff Davitsky. I've, I've I've had a chance to talk to him about this at length in, in time. It's amazing the level of uh, scientific. Well, you saw it hasn't updated their database yet as of October twelfth, six days. <laughs> I'm surprised. You know, honestly, like my my response to your thing. Let's funny to hear that they supposedly did test him twice my thought was like hey if that's money that they have they're already sitting on why spend it why even test test like the fewest amount that you possibly pocket can money. and pocket that money that's funny that's what i would do <laughs> do the bare the bare minimum, the knowing, bare minimum. Th- knowing that the money like is not going to keep out coming. already we only got a month and a half two months left we owe, we owe you we owe you 10 tests i'm not going to go out and do 30 tests and send people around and i'm going to do the cost. bare minimum i'm going to do the bare i'm going to make sure i'm not in default yep I'm gonna test. I'm gonna test only guys that are in towns where I have people where I don't have to send anybody to travel. 100%. You know, because with Connor, and that was the thing. You know, again, because the budget might already be spent. You know, I mean, like just like when we see sometimes, like when we used to talk about the the MMA junkie budget. You know, and when money would come in, we're like, oh man, we had a great month on YouTube. We have great this, and they're like. Well, that money that you're seeing right now, that's already spent for. We, we paid it forward with yeah, some yeah, other yeah. thing. So that money is going to pay for like, what? what already happened. So it could be the same sort of thing with the way you saw it. Like if their travel budget, it's not like they were like, well, hey, the, we're waiting for that check to come, you know, and then we're going to send people. They might be already paying stuff out. And if they know that that check's going to stop coming in, you know, like I'd stop paying that shit forward. Funny. You know, but that's pretty funny. But I will tell you that according to the, the USADA site, it has not been updated for six days, and that's part of what – Novitsky and them said that they were going to change was the transparency and the frequency of the results. Like, I should be able to, if Connor did say that he was tested over the weekend, whether it be three days, four days, I better be seeing something on like here. Like, instantaneously. Or I would say the day, next day. 24 hours. The next day, 24 hours. I think that'd be good. 24 to 48? I mean, there's no reason why not 48 hours. I mean, even the person that's going and testing while they're not going to get the test result because it takes a while to process blood and the other shit – you should be able to say, hey, FYI, this test was administered. Somebody ticks box, just tick a box. Record the fighter's name, record mm-hmm. the location, record the the uh, the time it was taken. If if they, you don't even need to make that publicly aware, we just want to know when it took place. Like even you saw it, it doesn't, it breaks it down to the quarter. Right. What is a four month period? Yeah. Three month period? Like that's not really telling me much. You know, you're just let giving me, see me a what thing. day. Let me see. I want to know what day. You know, you and know? there was another one too where um Because that comes in because say they do piss hot closer to the fight week or closer afterwards, then you start saying, Well, sir, you tested them three weeks ago. 
and now they're they were they were you know now they're they're pissing hot right now like right the week before the test something took place then i think it gets in a little bit maybe when it comes to the commission when they go into the punishment and things of that sort then they could really sort of break down and tell where accidents happen um during the camp how they possibly can happen or if there's actually a direction of how the mm. the mistake took place like if they're like okay well you 3 months out you're absolutely clean but a month out, all of a sudden, you know, you had this bad test. Like, you didn't change your supplements out one month out. Yep. You did something yep. else, you know, and I think that because then that would probably go into, you know, maybe in the punishment phase. Not that we're trying to find a better way of punishment, but just more clear picture when it comes to the stuff instead of all of a sudden, oh, well, you tested positive outside of, you know, the, the, the fight week or whatever, you know, just better understanding so we can, you know, know what's really going on. The other one that I thought was interesting, the last one I'll make on this, I know it's an extended conversation, but I do think it's a big story. I mean, look, we're, yeah, we're going to talk big. USC 294, but you're getting preview shows everywhere. Everybody's breaking it down. I do think this is a big story. It's a story we're going to continue to follow. And that's one reason I did want to spend some time it's on it. one of the biggest it. changes in the sport. It is one of the biggest changes in the of sport. This year. And it will continue like, and yeah. it will continue to be so. As much as, as, much as I'm excited about UFC 294 in Abu Dhabi, uh, you know, and it's not even like on January one, it's going to be fully up and running. No. Like it's going to be a work in progress for some time. You know, it, it really there's is. going to be bumps and bruises in this in this thing for sure. So the last one that I found really interesting was that, and, and Jeff Davitsky said this in the press conference, that like he was trying to ask Usada what percentage of athletes were being tested yeah. for EPO, and they couldn't tell him. Yeah. What? That's weird. What? You think that they would just bulk it all and like you just. Test everything. That just makes well, me sound e like they're EPOs. They're, EPO is the most expensive to test for. I was going to say it makes it sound like they're they're doing the cheapest test that they possibly could. Yep. Ridiculous. That's shady. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. Ah. Well, I mean, yeah, especially. I mean, but it makes you wonder, though. I mean, did they press them before the fact? And like, and why all of a sudden did you? Was I mean, was this a question he was asking constantly throughout the period? You know, through like the past year or so, like, you know, you would think if that was an issue, they would have been pushing on them over and over and over. Maybe they did. Maybe they were instead of just like, hey, right now we're we're pissed off and you just didn't have that answer. And that was the final straw that broke the camel's back. Or was this, you know, just looking for something right now? I'm trying to find something. If it's something that they were addressing for for a long period and say, why aren't you testing our guys for EPO? And they constantly and constantly couldn't give them an answer. That would certainly make me want to not use them. And I can see, you could start to see out the rift. And that's when I was asking, when I asked Hunter, I was like, you know, you guys have been talking about certain things. And I thought at one point they said five months, six months. When I asked him, you know, so when did you finally make the decision that you need to step away? And he said it was a year ago. Mm. So, I mean, like, and this is after they've been dealing with for quite a while. So, I mean, that's pretty impressive. You know, I, and one, it was good to hear them say that because we were all thought that this was sort of reactionary to Conor McGregor. Whereas this seems, when the more you start to hear about the 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 ideas and the reasons why they were looking to make a change, um, when you hear that they've been dealing with these problems and they've been looking as far as a year out ago, a year ago to actually start making some change, then it's like, okay, this really doesn't have anything to do with Connor at all. That's it, man. They just, just framed it that way. They just framed it that way. They just framed it that way. All yeah. right, let's talk about UFC 294. Obviously, uh, the, the changes have been well documented. I think, honestly, there's no way – I don't think there's any way you could see the changes in the main and co-main and be like, I'm less interested. I, I would say either you're either – 
the same level of interest or you're perhaps even more interested than you were in the original matchups, I would think. I mean, they, they, the UFC did a hell of a job. And all they those did a really good job with the, the main coming. And all those athletes did a hell of a job, too, stepping up. And t- I mean, yeah. Uh, I'm sure they got no extra money because, as Dana would say, they already have contracts. They already have contracts. <laughs> they already have contracts. Yeah. I'd say, yeah. You know. They just did it out of the goodness of their heart. They were like, we're going to save that card for you because I already have a contract that I'm happy with. Alexander, well, I've seen all the memes of Alexander Volkanovsky walking around with his balls in a wheelbarrow, <laughs> and he <laughs> deserves those. But there was another wheelbarrow right beside it where with he's the like, money. these are for my balls right here. It's for my money. Let's put my money over here. You, you fill this one up over yeah. here, and I'll fill this. Did you see the South Park one? Yeah, the best. (laughs) That's what I'm saying, the best. But he he deserves all the credit in the world. And Islam deserves all the credit, too, for saying, hey, man. This is certainly not just a one-sided direction when it came to, like, stepping up. Like, Islam, this is a tougher fight. Like, Oliveira, no, 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 no qualms about it. Like, that was a tough fight. This is a tougher fight. Ba- barely got through it last time. Yeah. You know what this I mean? So fight. respect to all of them. Yeah. Um, listen, I know everybody's kind of got – I think everybody's got the same thing, especially when it's a fight that we just saw recently. We know how competitive it was. A lot of people believe that um, that Volkanovski won the first time around. I, yeah. I, I scored it for Islam, but it was a very, I did, very, close very close fight. Very, 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 very close. close. Now, now you add it. We, we know what the variables are here. Um, this time it's not in Australia. This time it's in Abu Dhabi. Um, so it's it's Volkanovski that has to do the traveling. Although the travel's not terrible, it's it's closer to that part of the world than it is to the United States. Um, he's he's stepping in there on short notice, of yep. course. Um, he is recovering from surgeries, but from all accounts, he was in the gym, he was training, he was working out. He's been hell bent on getting this rematch. So he's been thinking about you know all, all, everything. Um, and, and, and he's been game planning and he's been yep. all, all this. I love, by the way, did you see the embedded with uh, Craig Jones? And his, he's just straight trolling. They, I, for the lower third, when they identified him, it was uh, Alexander Volkanovsky's Sambo instructor. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. Like, That's man, awesome. He's a straight troll, man. I love that guy. Um, so all those things, I mean, the, all those variables are, but I, I will say, so th- that's why I think some people might be concerned that they're not going to get the fight they wanted to see because that's the only negative I could see that I've had, that I've had some people kind of voice to me. They're like, man, I wanted Volkanovski to have this rematch, but man, on short notice, like, yeah. is he really going to be ready? And if he loses this fight, there's no way he's getting a third. And that may be true that he wouldn't get a third, but he was also the guy that was willing to give a third to Max Holloway. So yeah. maybe he would get a third if need be, especially given these circumstances. But I wouldn't count on it. Generally, if you're 0-2, yeah. you don't get number three. But I will say, if there's ever a guy that you could count on to be on short notice, to be ready, to be prepared, to be physically set, mentally set, and there's always that thing to be said, you know, the Michael Bisping title win, stepping in, and he'll be the first to tell you there's something to be said for just stepping in and not having a care in the world, not going 100%. through, not going through the pressure of two months of training camp, not yep. going through all the pre-fight media and all, all just being like, let's go fight. So yep. I think we get a great fight. I still lean Islam slightly, just like I did the first time around. Yep. Um, but I think we're getting a great fight. Yeah, I, I do as well. I lean, I lean towards him, but I mean like. Uh, there's a lot more of our staff that are actually picking Volkanovski, and I completely see why they're doing it. I mean, he's going to come in here. He felt like he gave too much respect. He was a, he was a little too slow to get off the gun because he was showing too much respect. Mm-hmm. And I think having that experience and, and plus coming in on uh, short notice, I think he feels that he doesn't have as much to lose in this case. But right. I think most people are expecting like, well, you lost the first one. You're coming short notice. You almost have that built-in excuse. But I feel like he's not allowing himself that. But so he's not feeling that pressure of like this long buildup that would have maybe happened if he did have like a full camp. But I think he also sees that he understands he's felt his power 
he knows what not to do, and he needs to just he just wants to swarm him. I think he wants to press him, and he wants to get him out, and he wants to do it quick because I think that's when he feels like he has the best uh, chances of doing it. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. The first couple rounds I think are going to be absolute gangbusters. Should be incredible. I mean, he's a strong, tough dude. He took. You know what's funny? Because when I remember the first fight, I thought Isla, I thought Alexander had the better of this, uh, like the more numbers of striking and um, just a more dominating striking. But when you look at the numbers, maybe it was when they're clinch, they're pretty even. And in some aspects, Islam had like more significant strikes. I'm, I could be wrong on the numbers, but I thought when I quickly looked at it. So then I was like, okay, maybe I remembered it a little bit wrong. You know, maybe part of me was wanting Alexander to do better because it was that big step up. But ultimately, when I looked at some of those numbers and other things, that's what made me think that Islam, maybe he did better in that first fight than I thought. So I was going to, I'm going to put it that I think he's going to take that in and he understands what Alexander is going to bring. He knows what Alexander is going to do this time because he felt, he felt the reserved, more um, in control of himself Alex last time. And I think he knows that he's going to get an Alex that's going to be coming out hunting for his head early on. So I think he's going to try to address that quickly and try to shut that down and obviously try to do the, the same thing like he did last time, which he controlled an immense amount of time uh, in control last time. And I think that's what Kayla gave him the edge. So I have no reason to think that the game plan is going to change in that sense. I do like this fight better than Oliveira. I like the Oliveira fight. I thought that was great. I like this fight better. Yeah, you know, I like. I'm I sad. Too. I'm sad to no disrespect to Oliveira. No disrespect. I just like this fight. I, I just like. I I just I love Volkanovski's mindset going into things. Uh, I just think he's just got a great personality. I like that fight a lot. Um, I thought it was a more challenging fight than what Oliveira is going to be able to bring. Um, so I'm not opposed to that. And the co-main. Um, I actually. As much as I like the fact that Camaro was stepping in there, I think I maybe was a little bit more interested to see how Paul Costa was going to do against Hamzat than Camaro. Really? Yeah. Because I wanted to see if he was actually – because he felt like that was the fight that maybe he would show up. Man. He didn't show up against Izzy. He didn't show up in some of these other ones. But I love Camaro. I, I, lo I think this is going to be a better aspect of a guy that's a full-on wrestler going against a guy that's been able to sort of just overpower guys. That's so funny. I get So I get that, you know, but – in terms of, I just wanted to see what I just want. I wanted to see if Costa was able was going to be able to step up to the plate because this, he was like the first guy. He was willing. He was like, "I'll take that fight. I want that fight." Kamaro's like, "I want that bag." You know, like this is not like Kamaro's been calling out Hamzat and wanting to get in that fight. He wanted to do it if there was money involved. And so, I mean, I just feel like the the two guys were in there for two different things, like. Paulo, I think, was trying to establish himself as one of the best in the division. I think Camaro's just like, I want to beat this guy and get some money and save it. I mean, he's thinking title shot for sure. Yeah, but Camaro's, the Camaro that's fighting now is different than the Camaro that was the champ. Well, he's got a blown out knee. Yeah, and he, he <laughs> lost to the champ multiple <laughs> no, times. I'm just yeah. The, the work oh, guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you guys see the way that he slammed He slammed Justin and, and his knee popped, supposedly? By the way, and I'm actually watching it right now, it's funny because I understand uh, viral, whatever, that's great, but he got up and did several minutes of striking after that as yeah, well. Yeah, 100%. And I like how, I mean, certainly nobody went out of their way to point that out. I, yeah. It's, but, yeah. It's ridiculous. Like me, when I looked at it, I was like, okay, they obviously fell to the ground too hard. I thought he maybe thought that he hit his head, and Gage was just checking in, like, good, you good? You know, like, you know, whatever. Like, I didn't hear any, oh, I didn't see any whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People were like, did you look at Justin's the concern on his face? It's like, that's just two bros that are, like, they're yeah. just, like, that's a training buddy shit. Like, he's just like, bro, you good? 
That would be that would be some Oscar worthy acting if he uh, went down like that and his knee went out and he just went like, yeah, I'm gonna jump over here now. Yeah, now I'm now I'm gonna actually strike a little. Yeah. I'm just gonna strike because then you would have seen it when it, when he was moving on that. So it's just ridiculous. But that that being said, I'm not, it's not like I'm not upset about the fight. I feel I still think it's a great fight. I mean, I think it's gonna be interesting. But I mean, it could be a whole lot of just you know guys trying to control. Like if they're not taking the time to separate to strike, which I think. The cost of fight would have been Paula would have been more ap- adept to uh, trying to separate and strike. I think Kamara wants to get in there and clinch, and it's just going to be a battle of who's got a better clinch and who's going to be able to get the other guy to the ground and dominate for control time. Um, so that could either be fun, like especially if you like grappling and you like the wrestling sort of thing. But I just felt like that the cost of fight might have been more fireworks. But it's interesting. Both these guys like to fire as well. It's not like Kamara, you know. Doesn't throw hands, and you know Hamza doesn't throw hands. But I don't know. I'm I'm still excited for it. I think it's gonna. I think the 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 one two punch is both pretty good, um, in the sense of the main event and the co-main event. But um, I don't know. Not that it's a letdown, but yeah, I, I don't know. I was I liked that fight. Uh, maybe I was in the minority of of that fight, but well, I, I thought the fight was a good fight. It's funny because I don't know if you're aware of this, but I have a, another podcast that I take part <laughs> in as well. Uh, so I, I, I don't know if I've been able to hide that from you, but Eric McMahon said the same thing. He was actually more excited for Paula Costa, and I, yeah. my my point he was sounds like a smart individual. <laughs> my my point was that Paula Costa has had all those questionable performances, and because of it, I just felt like if if Hamzat were to pick up an impressive victory, you would just be like. Yeah, but look at what look at what Costa's been doing lately. But yeah. I guess you could just as easily say, yeah, but look at the results Usman has had lately. He's a big dude. Yeah, like, he is. Hamzat's huge. He is. He's gonna make Kamaro look small. I think when they get in there, opposite, like Kamaro's jacked, but like Hamzat, he's just got that weird like bigness. Like, but when it comes to fight night, he's huge. Yeah. Paulo fight night is huge. He's a big boy. I just wanted he to is. see that that big size and like it's a good I point. wanted to see if somebody's gonna sort of manhandle Hamzat a little bit. You yeah. know, I just feel like Hamzat's gonna point. go in there as the bigger guy and, and who knows? I mean, I still think it's gonna be a good fight. But yeah, I mean I don't know. I was just I just saw it as a fight that Paulo needed that it had the potential for him to step up and show us that fighter that we know is in there mm-hmm. that doesn't always present itself. It's a good point. Like having a guy like this that he knows has the hype about him, but um Kamaro could use the hype as well. I mean, like this would be a big, big win for him. But I could also see where somebody else is just like, Well, you were the champ, you know, this is him trying to get up to that point, you know, and then you just shot him down. Um, it definitely favors more, like, who wins. Like, if Hamzat win, the win over Kamaro is going to seem a lot better than a win for Kamaro over Hamzat, except for the fact that I think he's just going to be stealing the hype and he's going to shut the hype train. It does pres- push him more into that that title thing, but who wants to see that title fight? Right. I certainly don't. Yep. I'd rather watch Islam and Alexander fight, like, four or five times. Because that fight was fun. That was great. <laughs> that, that fight was, was really good. And I do I do like uh, – I think if he did lose this one, I, I'm not opposed to the fact there being a third one. It just can't be one of those immediate sort of things. And then it's kind of weird because Left Alex needs to go back to his division defending. Yeah. It's not like you could just wait and then jump back up unless unless it has multiple fights and Islam gets through the next challengers. At that point, you probably do Islam and Charles for an interim title yeah. and let – Alex go face Taporia for his featherweight belt and then decide what to do from there. Yeah. Right? Well, and then Alex seemed to make it think that Islam doesn't want to stay at that weight for long. That he wants to go up to seven. That he, he wants to go big, up. He has big weight cuts. Yeah. I mean, big. and that's, that was part of the reason why I think he wanted to get that fight now 
because if he goes up, that fight's not going to happen for quite some time. Like, it's interesting. While Alex used to be a big, big boy, he's never going to go. Back. He's never going to fight 170 nah. in the in the UFC. No, 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 never. No, that would be bad. Uh, Ankle Live and Walker is just going completely overlooked. Uh, that's a big yeah. one at light heavyweight. Has some real impact there. Irkin Malaskarov, a lot of people are high on. I'm high on. He looks like the real deal. Um, didn't get the matchup he was supposed to have. Has Warley Alves, who's uh, credit to Warley, man. That dude will fight anybody. Um, lost a little bit of steam there. Saeed Nurmagomedov and Muin Gafarov uh, could be a very, very fun fight. Obviously, nobody's talking about that one either, but that could be a good fight. Uh, Tim Elliott, Mohamed Makayev has been funny to see their little back and forth. They're both that's gonna be a banger. That's gonna be a hell of a fight, and they're doing some a little bit of trash talk. It was really, I saw one the other Somebody's day. Somebody's gonna get slapped. Oh, they, on they, that fight. they've been having some healthy little trash talk. Yeah. It, 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 there was funny. I saw a little exchange on Twitter the other day whenever they were checking to the hotel that like because over there in Abu Dhabi, you know, they make those little like gift trays or whatever for like chocolates and like there's a chocolate octagon and stuff like <laughs> that. And Mokayev was like. Uh, text like he tweeted at Tim Elliott. He's like, "Did you put this in my room so I'd miss weight?" And Elliot was like, "They put that in everybody's room, you ding dong." And I was like, <laughs> "Who's this ding dong dude?" Like, it was just like that's so Tim Elliott, dude. Like, who says ding dong? But it's a, but it's pretty funny. I mean, it's certainly a, a more PC way instead of saying dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> you, you ding dong. And it is chocolate, like the cake was. It probably. is chocolate too. Ah, good point. Good point. Uh, so overall, I think it's going to be some good matchup. It's a special start time. I'm sure most of you that are listening to this know that by now. But just a reminder: don't try to tune in on Saturday night because it will already have <laughs> already happened. done. Uh, all right, listen. Uh, going to continue this uh, frosty beverage consumption, perhaps on this lovely afternoon. Well, I'll maybe take another one. I'll probably have another one. You know, got to get in the gym later on. Yeah, you know, all the staff wants us to clear out some of that space in there. <laughs> your, beverage, your, your beverage director was telling me he's a little bit overstaffed in there, a little bit overstocked, I should say. Needs a little bit of space there to work I with. I send you with some. Oh. Just uh, take some of these home. <laughs> my wife. By the way, if, if anybody wants to reach out to me, I just got a text from my wife that says, Eli has been begging me nonstop for a hamster. I finally got tired of saying no and told him it's up to your dad. So now it's your turn to say no. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely don't want a hamster. Yeah. So if anybody has I had ever, a hamster when I was a kid. If anybody has experience of talking a child out of a hamster and you and you know how you were able to talk them out of it, say no. Send me a DM. Say you, you got two kids. Yeah, I'm definitely going to say no. You got, you got two dogs. You play this sport, this sport, this sport. Yeah, what are you going to do with a hamster? Yeah. Play I mean, the guitar. You don't play with the hamster. He plays the guitar, yeah, too. Yeah, I was going to say, play, play your music. You don't, need to play, you don't need a hamster. That's it. All right. That's it. Tell them tell, tell, yeah, tell they, they, uh, they, they tend to die young. Like the hamsters are, are actually, hard to play. So, actually, I Googled uh, reasons not to get a pet hamster. And one of the <laughs> – there there's a website called PetHelpful.com yeah. that has reasons not to get a pet hamster. And, and one of them says uh, that they have a really short lifespan. Yeah. They only, they only I had one when like, I was a kid, and I was heartbroken when he died. <laughs> Don't get no hamster. Pookie. I still remember Pookie. Pookie, Pookie was his name. <laughs> He's a little brown and white hamster. I love he used to it. try to pick him up and he'd try to poop in your hand. That's funny. He was cute. But yeah, he 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 died. He died early. Oh, poor Pookie. Poor Pookie. <laughs> this one's for you, Pookie. I'm gonna drink a beer for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, uh appreciate everybody that uh, supports us. Obviously, check out the MMAroadshow.com. You'll see some changes to the website. Uh if you're not subscribed to the YouTube page, make sure you subscribe there. All, a lot of my interviews right there, really all of my interviews at this point, are taking place at the MMA Roadshow YouTube page or on the MMAroadshow.com. Of course, uh, if you want to take us your support to this podcast the next level, you can hit us up at patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow where you have exclusive access to the and-a-half episodes. And we'll certainly have one. And this <laughs> We're going to get those nudies on there nudies for the $10, the $10 club. Certainly we'll have uh, an and-a-half show this uh, this uh, Saturday afternoon. It'll, it'll have an early uh, – last year – last. 
man, last week I was not able to get to it to the next day. I was worn out when I got through. I did CFFC on Friday night, yeah. flew in, went to the Apex. I was exhausted. But anyway, uh, appreciate everybody's support. Even if you can just take the time to rate, review us, all those things, leave feedback wherever you listen to podcasts, that would help us out. Uh, but anything, enjoy your enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the, the weather. It's that nice fall time of the year. And yes, more than anything, indeed. thanks for listening. Oh,